The work has also given pharmaceutical companies numerous potential targets for drug development. What the research has not done, unfortunately, is make a dent in solving the national epidemic. Maybe someday biology will provide us with a pill that readjusts our metabolism so we burn more calories, or resets our built-in cravings so we prefer broccoli to burgers. But until then, the best approach may simply be to build on reliable behavioral psychology methods developed over 50 years and proved to work in hundreds of studies. These tried-and-true techniques, which are being refined with new research that should make them more effective with a wider range of individuals, are gaining new attention. As the NIH puts it in its proposed Strategic Plan for Obesity Research, Research findings are yielding new and important insights about social and behavioral factors that influence diet, physical activity, and sedentary behavior. The desperation of the obese and overweight is reflected in the steady stream of advice pouring daily from sources as disparate as peer-reviewed scientific journals, best-selling books, newspapers, and blogs. Our appetite for any diet twist or gimmick that will take the pounds off quickly and for good seems to be as insatiable as our appetite for the rich food that puts the pounds on. We, the public, love to believe in neat fixes, and the media oblige by playing up new scientific findings in headline after headline as if they're solutions. It doesn't help that the scientific findings on which these headlines are based sometimes appear to conflict. For example, A study in September's American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found a link between increased dairy intake and weight loss, although a meta-analysis in the May 2008 Nutrition Reviews discovered no such link. A paper in the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine in January 2010 postulated a connection between job stress and obesity, but in October a report in the journal Obesity concluded there was no such correlation. Part of the problem, too, is that obesity researchers are in some ways akin to the metaphorical blind men groping at different parts of the elephant, their individual study findings addressing only narrow pieces of a complex puzzle. When the research is taken together, it is clear that the obesity fix cannot be boiled down to eating this or that food type or to taking any other simple action. Many factors contribute to the problem. It is partly environment, the eating habits of your friends, what food is most available in your home and your local stores, how much opportunity you have to move around at work. It is partly biology. There are different genetic predispositions for storing fat, even for having more sensitive taste buds. It is partly economics. Junk food has become much cheaper than fresh produce. And it is marketing, too. Food companies have become masterful at playing on human social nature and our evolutionary programming to steer us toward unhealthy but profitable fare. That is why the narrow eat-this kinds of solutions, like all simple solutions, fail. When we go on diets and exercise regimens, we rely on willpower to overcome all these pushes to overeat relative to our activity level and we count on the reward of getting trimmer and fitter to keep us on the wagon. It is rewarding to lose the weight, of course. Ultimately, time works against us. As the weight comes off, we get hungrier and develop stronger cravings and become more annoyed by the exercise. 
Meanwhile, the weight loss inevitability slows as our metabolism tries to compensate for this deprivation by becoming more parsimonious with calories. Thus, the punishment for sticking to our regimen becomes increasingly severe and constant, and the expected reward recedes into the future. That gap between the reinforcement of eating and the reinforcement of maybe losing weight months later is a huge challenge, says Sungwoo Kang, a neurobehaviorist who studies obesity at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine and the Kennedy Krieger Institute. We would be more likely to stick with the regimen if it remained less punishing and more reliably rewarding. Is there a way to make that happen? The most successful way to date to lose at least modest amounts of weight and keep it off with diet and exercise employs programs that focus on changing behavior. The behavioral approach, tested over decades, involves making...